grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Today is a great day of celebration. A day in which the pyramids have changed from green to red. Our stoles have changed to red as well. Many of you have come here wearing red today, and we have different music to hearken different images and themes. And we even have special processionals, because today is a day of celebration. A day set apart from the rest, a day to celebrate. Because today we celebrate the Reformation a movement that began almost 500 years ago. In fact, next year we will celebrate the actual 500th anniversary of the Reformation. The Reformation is, is, a, is a time that many, a movement that many of you are well aware of and you know quite a bit about. Some of you know way more about than I do. And some of you are so well involved, working diligently with different organizations to help celebrate, help our church body celebrate this great movement that happened so long ago. And yet some of you still are a little bit unaware of what this whole Reformation thing is all about. But you see, today we're here to celebrate the Reformation, a movement that is most well-known and noted by the man of Martin Luther. No, not, in Mar not Martin Luther King Jr., but Martin Luther. A man who spent so much time reading God's word, studying God's word, and inwardly digesting it. And he, almost 500 years ago with other leaders of the church, sought to keep the church headed in the right direction. Because as those men read the scriptures and as they heard what God had to say to them, they realized that the word was not being kept true. The word was not being taught in its pure meaning as God would have it to be taught. And so today, it is ever fitting that our scripture reading for the message is a scripture reading that is so core to the movement of Reformation and so core to us today as believers in Jesus Christ. Because today, the scripture reading for our message is from Romans chapter 3, specifically verses 23 and 24. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift through redemption in Christ Jesus. It sounds so simple, right? I mean, you've probably heard this ver these verses time and time over again. And if someone asks you what it means to be Lutheran, this might actually be something that you quote to them directly. Or maybe you paraphrase it something to the, to the effect to say that we're justified not by our works, but only by the work of Jesus Christ. It sounds so simple when we hear it so often. And yet, is it really that easy? And so today in our message, I want to break the, those two verses down into three main parts. The first part is that all have sinned. Again, it sounds so simple, but is it really that easy to believe? Is it really that easy to acknowledge? And even if you do acknowledge, is it really that easy to take to heart that all have sinned? Now, back in Luther's time, as I said, he, spent, he was known very well to be a devout Christian, reading God's word time and time over again. It was, I've actually heard it said that Luther would read the entire book of the Psalms every single day. And yet, as he read God's word time and time over again, he continued to realize that his life was full of sin. That when he heard God's word, the things he shouldn't do, he did. And the things that he, did, that he ought not to do, he did. Luther realized that as he compared his life to God's word, he could never go to confession enough because his life was full of sin. Does it sound familiar to your life today? The fact that you read God's word, you study God's word, and yet you realize that your life has sin in it. That as you compare your life to the Ten Commandments, you realize that you've broken every single commandment in almost every way that it could be taken to mean. 
And you, you could define sin if you had to, to a little child if you had to, and yet your life still is full of sin. Not just your life, but my life and all lives. All men, women, and children have sin in their lives. Young or old, it doesn't matter anything in between, or Christian or non-Christian, all have sin. Just as God says in Romans, all have sinned. And yet today, it's not really about us. Yes, I am here to preach to you the word of God so that it might strengthen your faith. And yes, we are gathered here to celebrate today, but it's really not all about us. It's really all about God. And so we move on to the next part of our scripture reading today, the second part, that all have sinned and all have fallen short of the glory of God. Again, it sounds so simple, but is it really that easy to believe? Because we want to believe that we can work our own success. We talked a lot about that last week. And we want to believe that we're inherently good. I mean, in the very beginning when God created the world, all was good. But now we are part of a fallen world, a fallen cre creation in which we too are fallen. And we have fallen short of the glory of God. The glory of God. That ought to be our focus more so today. The fact that God is glorious, the fact that God is powerful, the fact that God is mighty, that we have a mighty God. Does that, sound, that phrase sound familiar to you at all today? It should because we sing the, the hymn, A Mighty Fortress is Our God, a hymn that was actually written by Martin Luther, pulling off of other portions of scripture, especially Psalm 46, 6, which we too have read together in our worship today. It says that our God is our refuge and strength. He is our mighty fortress, a trusty shield and weapon. He helps us free from every need. He even helps us over the evil foe. Though the devils all the world should fill, all eager to devour us, we tremble not because God will protect us. God has judged the evil foe. He, with his mighty word, has fallen the evil foe. This is your God. This is your mighty and powerful God. Your ever-present help in every trouble and need. And so even though we have sin in our lives, even though we have fallen short, even though we never will come close to the glory of God, this is your God. This is your God who is mighty and powerful and mighty and powerful for you. For you, he uses his might and power. Which takes us to the third part of our scripture verses today that all are justified by his grace as a gift through redemption in Christ Jesus. That you and I are pardoned of all of our sins because of God. Not just you and I, but all. All people who believe in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, all are pardoned of their sins because God is glorious and powerful and chooses to do that. Now this powerful, mighty God that we have, he is a just God. We hear quite a bit in, in his very word that he is a just God who says that sin must be punished. And the punishment deserved to sin is death. But when God punishes sin, he doesn't do it in a way that we would expect. You see, back in Luther's time, many people thought that they had to do something to appease God. That they had to, that they had to pray enough or pray in the right way. That they had to make enough confessions or even buy indulgences so that they could appease their God so that they could earn that justification. It's what they were told to help them ease their consciences. It's what they thought they had to do. 
Does it sound somewhat familiar to some people's thoughts today? Some people today who think that if you just pray enough, then God will truly bless you. That if you work hard enough, if you, if you spend enough time in confession, spend enough time in prayer and reading God's word, then God will bless you. That you think that you have to change your heart and then God will bless you. But again, it's not about us. It's this, it's this problem that we fall into as a self-centered human nature. We think that it's about us, but it's not. It never has been since the beginning of time during the Reformation and even today and for years to come. It's not about us. Justification is all about God and what God does for you. Because God justifies you through his son, Jesus Christ. He spilled out the blood of his son, Jesus Christ, his innocent son for you. Jesus' blood, because Jesus was the only one who could lay down his life to take it back up again. Because Jesus does that for you, because he graciously loves you. And so today we celebrate. We celebrate the Reformation, a time because that had arisen because the God's word had become distorted, it had become confused, thinking that it was something that we ought to do, that we have something to offer God. But rather, all we have to offer God is our sin-stained lives. And so today, yes, we celebrate the Reformation. But what we are truly celebrating at the heart of that is the fact that we're celebrating our God. Our God who is gracious and merciful, who is powerful and mighty, and our God who is righteous. Meaning that he, meaning that he is holy. And that in his holiness, he chooses to give to you that very same righteousness. Completely free as a gift through the work, through the redemption that is in his son, Jesus Christ. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. And please stand with me as we confess our faith together 